it's happy when when day of the dead is coming because you feel like you're gonna see them no you're not gonna see them physically but you're gonna feel them have you ever seen colorful skulls candles and marigold flowers pop up around halloween and wondered what's that all about well those are a few components of what might be my new favorite holiday dia dos muertos even though this holiday isn't new at all it's rooted in traditions from the Aztecs. I had heard of Dia de los Muertos for years. I understood the general concepts around it, but this was the first year I felt really pulled towards it and connected to it. So I thought it would be really special for us to have a conversation about Dia de los Muertos with someone really special in my life who knows the most about the holiday in my circle, Laura Barrios. But before we get started, let's take a moment to land here together with three deep breaths. So just take a moment to notice where your body makes contact with the earth. Notice all points touching the earth. And take a big breath in. And a big breath out. Again, inhale, fill your chest, fill your belly with air. Exhale, open your mouth, let it all go. One more inhale. And exhale. Return to where you connect to the earth beneath you as you start to return to this physical space. Laura, thank you so much for being here. Do you mind sharing just a little bit about where you're from for sure. listeners? I first? am from Merida, Yucatan, Mexico, the south part of Mexico. And I just, I was born there and I was raised there. So I came to the United States when I was 26 years old. So I'm pretty much um, know everything about my culture. And, you know, I have, I've been, you know, with my family around and we have all the celebrations. What Laura didn't mention is that when she moved to the U.S., she lived with my family and really helped raise my brother, my sister and I. And she is someone who really helps me feel more connected to elements of my Hispanic culture, which is why I couldn't think of anyone better to speak to about Dia de los Muertos. Dia de los Muertos is more, more like healing you know, because you remember the, the loved ones who have passed away, who died. And more than than dead for us, is like remember them all the time and being with them and with their spirits. Mm -hmm. So for us, dead is not like um, feeling bad. It's the opposite, feeling like celebrate. Celebrate that they're, you know, they pass away, but they're still with us. Their the soul is with us all the time. Yeah, their body is gone, but you feel the Correct. connection to their And we actually, when you are talking the elements, we do the four elements when we, you know, when we celebrate the day of the dead, because in Dia de los Muertos is more like we have, we use the four elements. We use the water, the wind, the earth, and the fire. So when you do the altar, all those four elements are complement in there. You know, with with the four elements, that it comes from the Aztecs. So they were celebrating this mm -hmm. um, before, you know, it's a long time ago. It's not, not, not like a tradition because we got it from the Spaniards or something. No, this comes from the Aztecs. So 
because they are, yeah, they are the ones who, you know, celebrate. They know their soul, the the spirit is here, and, and they that's what they did. And when you were saying before, it's very associated with religion. Is it associated with like Aztec religion? Is it Catholicism? I feel like it was a mix there. I cannot tell you a hundred percent, but when I what I know is, you know, I know of course Aztecs they believe. The four elements, they believe on those things and, and all combined with the religion too, because we pray, you know, we pray for them. We, right. we use the elements, we use, but at the same time, we pray for them, we love them. So I, I will say that it was a combination there, you know, coming mm-hmm. people, you know, the Catholicism coming to America and the Aztecs, Mayans living in you know, in America, it's just like a combination there. So it sounds like it was, its origins were maybe very Aztec and then the Catholicism influence came and that's what's melded it into the tradition it is today. How do you, do you mind sharing like what you have done with the four elements? Yeah, like the four elements that will say the water, we will always put in the altar a glass of water. So you have to give them water. Mm to quench their thirst. Um, wind. Wind, that's what we use, papel picado. You know, the banners that we use? Because the papel picado, yeah. they, it looks like when you put it, you can feel in the wind that they're coming. Mm. Um, the candles, of course, the candles, we always light up a candle for them. When we put their um, pictures, we light up the candle because we have to, you know, um, light them to come so they can see, you know, that they're coming. And we usually, my grandmother used to light the candles um, in a cross. So the cross will lead to us. Do you normally have a candle for each we ancestor? Do, we do. We put a candle for each mm-hmm. ancestor. And um, we will make sure that it always will keep the candle um, on. What do you say? Like, yeah, light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Lit. So in the mm-hmm. earth, of course, the earth, because we live in the earth, we are, you know, we from the earth, we're coming and we're living and staying here. So so those are the four elements. They represent when we do El Dia de los Muertos. And I remember, you know, when I was little, always my grandmother getting prepared for this day, El Dia de los Muertos. We know that November 1st and November 2nd are the days that we celebrate Dia de los Muertos. The first, November 1st, is for the little ones. So I remember Grandma, she has um, little ones to pass away, which, you know, before it was like, there was no like now like medicine stuff. So you always heard like, you know, one mm-hmm. of their kids die because they didn't make it through the labor or something like that so they always have that november 1st for the little one so they always you know do we put the altar we put like baby toys we put the the picture if we don't have a picture of the baby we just put the baby toys we put like a baby bottle a pacifier things that they represent the baby and then november 2nd Mm -hmm. it's for all the kids like adults and everybody so this is when they come visit us. So we have to um, have the altar ready for them. So it's a it's a very, uh, it's a tradition, but it's more like about you know, knowing that they're never, even though they're gone, they're not in our, you know, in our lives. 
we're still remembering them. So it's a way of like continuing that connection and that relationship with them. I love that. And although, um, you know, it's like um, I didn't, I never met my great grandparents, but I always see their picture in the altar. So it's kind of interesting to see how, you know, now that I'm, I'm an, an adult and, you know, when I was little, I couldn't understand why do I have to have all those pictures in this altar if I don't know these people. But now, you know, when you are like mm-hmm. an adult, when you're getting older, you you know, oh, yeah, it was, it's my ancestor. So always, you know, my grandmother wants to remember their parents and their grandparents. So you'll see many pictures in the altar. Maybe you don't even know who was in that picture, but it's because, you know, it's your ancestors that they have died and and they're all being remembered. That's a really cool way to like let you get to know your lineage for people you, you know, you didn't physically meet, but if it is that like continued relationship through spirit, they're still a part of your life. Um, and that's a cool way to kind of bridge that because, you know, there's so many relatives that I have no idea. You it's know? interesting now that I'm, you know, you know, thinking and saying, well, like kids, they never met their my grandmother, but through the pictures, they know who is their great-grandmother, you know. And do you keep the altars up year-round, or do you set it up just for the two days? Well, in Mexico, many people, they do. Um, like my father. At home, I don't have it. I always do it only for the day of the dead, the Dia de los Muertos. But like, for example, my father, my, my father has the altar at home for my mom who passed away long time ago mm-hmm. so the altar is always year round it's there so we change the flowers yeah. we change the the candle the candle always has to be light on always always lit even like at night yes. while people are sleeping and i remember that from yeah. my grandparents i was like why do they have to always have the, the candle lit but now i know because it's always like you are always like lighting their 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 way to come or if they want to be with you and not even for day of that not only for day of the day like you you want to have them all the time with you mm-hmm. so they can always find you that the, the light is kind of representing the ongoing connection exactly. you know my grandfather recently passed away and i was um sitting with Wita, which is what i call my grandmother um at her house and all of my cousins and uncles and aunts were there and it, we were celebrating a birthday like about a week after yeah. he had passed, which is hard. Um, and I was sitting with her and she was just like in a very somber, quiet mood, which I think is totally healthy and normal. She was just saying, it's so different how we grieve here versus how we grieve in Mexico. And I think she was really feeling, my perception of that is like, I kind of associate Hispanic cultures as being like much more emotive and it's all out on the table. I feel like in the West, we kind of suppress and hide and like put this face for people to see when it's not really what we're feeling. Um, I was wondering in your experience, if you had noticed like a difference in the way that people grieve um, in Merida and Mexico and, and versus yes, here. You can see, you can see the difference here is more like I feel like in, in Mexico, we never, kind of, we don't accept that this person is gone. Here is more like, mm-hmm. okay, he is dead. He passed away. You know, he, it's in a better life. 
he's with God or she's with God. And um, we understand that, but we just we just feel like um, we kind of don't accept it. We just wanted to have them with us all the time. So it is hard for us to think they're gone. They're gone for, for real. But um, that's why, I think that's why it comes for this celebration that everybody gets happy when, when Day of the Dead is coming because you feel like you're going to see them. No, You're not going to see them physically, but you're going to feel them. You're going to feel that they're going to be with you. Mm. But yeah, it is hard for us, as I think in our culture, to accept that they're gone. And I feel like that's the difference mm-hmm. between the United States. It's more like, okay, they're, they're, they're gone. They're in a better life. And that's it. They kind of close the chapter. We don't. We don't do that. We just, it's hard for us to, to, to do that. And we know that they're gone. They're in a better life and everything. But it's just, we just want to have them forever. To be honest, like, I think the way that you're expressing that continued relationship after death is more in line with how I've experienced it with the passing of my grandparents. It's like, you know, my grandma Barbara died like not even a year ago, but I feel her maybe more deeply than I did before when I'm like outside, like the leaves will blow a certain way or I'll see a certain bird and it feels like, oh, like there you are, you're visiting me or like the other day was my grandparents anniversary and I was just like sitting outside eating like a lunch that I think they would have liked and was just like talking to them and um I think that is some of I I just would say like I don't think it's maybe that you accept it but it's like you see that there is this continued relationship that doesn't it's not so black and white just the physical body doesn't define a person's life or your connection with them because to me it's more about that spiritual connection that we have with one another that can continue when our bodies aren't here and and you're right it happens to me a lot i mean after my mom passed away i feel the same way i feel like you know every time that i have a problem every time that i always thinking about her and i always talking to her and i just thought you know always getting her please Mm -hmm. send me you know your blessings send me so that kind of helps me and it gives, gives me like a little peace of mind that I know that they, she's there and she's looking at me and she's listening at me. So, yeah, it's very sentimental. <laughs> when we are looking at um, how Dia de los Muertos is celebrated, you shared a lot about the altar and how that's such a beautiful connection. Do you mind sharing kind of like what those two days look like as a whole? Is it like you start in the morning and like the altar and then does the community do something or for someone who's unfamiliar, just like, what does that day look like at home? Um, and then I would, after that, I'll kind of lean into, I'm curious about how you continued this tradition and celebration since coming. Sure. Um, well, everybody gets prepared before the November 1st, like at, around this time, people is getting prepared because they're going to, people start like getting ready, you know, like, and it's different in every, in in every state, each state of Mexico celebrates in a different way. Mm-hmm. We also celebrate in Dia de los Muertos, yeah. but everybody does it in a different ways. Um, like for example, I'm from Merida and we celebrate it one way. Gerardo, my husband, he's from, Me- uh, from Mexico also, but he's from Zacatecas and they celebrate in a different way. Um, in my state, for example, we get ready because we know we're going to cook some special type of foods, which is called, it, it's a, it's, it's like an, a type, type of like a tamal. It's like a tamal. It's big. 
And um, so they prepare that and they have, and when they prepare that, it has to be that type of food only, we only make that food for this time of the year, for Dia de los Muertos. You, you're not going to see the same type of foods until next year. So we prepare that tamal. Got it. So it's sacred. So when you're talking about this type of tamal, which is called pib, P-I-B. Um, pib in Maya, if I'm not wrong, means like... um. When you do the food underground, because this food has to be cooked underground, mm. it's a tamal that we make. Mm. It's a big tamal. If you want to, I mean, that's how it looked like. And, um, but we have to cook it underground. So it has to be, um, we put the fire, they put like the rocks, stuff like that, and they underground the food. So what they do, I guess, have mm. other foods here, mainly like this. Barbecue smoke, or oh, I don't know. I don't know something like that. Yeah, that's a that, yeah. yeah. And so, so it correlates how we cook the pig. Yeah. So when they this has to be cooked and prepared by November first. Um, but what we do, we get ready for that. We get all the stuff from the store, from the market. Um, some people they like to go to little towns to get their food because in small towns they have all type of um, all the ingredients that you will need for that. So on that day, we will, you know, part of the family gets ready for the altar. We fix the altar. We have to make sure we have the candles. We have the pictures for or, or of our loved loved ones that they passed away. We have to make sure we have mm-hmm. uh, flowers. The flowers, the senpasuchi. Senpasuchi is the yellow marigold. So that's the one that mm-hmm. that that represents. The Dia de los Muertos. That flower is the flower that you will see everywhere in Mexico. And um, what we do, we have the flower, we have candles, we have food. I mean, the food is getting prepared for our grain, you know, our, our the people who knows how to cook that. Because honestly, now I don't even know how it's it's a it's a lot of preparation. But it's delicious. But yeah, some some part of the family gets ready with the altar. And so part of the family just it's cooking their food. So when make sure on November first we have everything ready. Like I say, we for the November first is for the little ones. So we have toys, we have baby mm-hmm. bottles, we have everything that will baby you know will represent what the baby uh, needs for that day. After that, uh, we have how in the in the afternoon we have to pray. We have to. Uh, pray for before we eat the food. So we put, um, in this case, we put the food on the altar. We pray. We pray a rosary. We pray for, you know, our loved ones who pass away. We name them. And then after that, the whole family gets together and eat. That will be for the first, for November 1st. November 2nd, we'll do that with all our family. Now, all the ones that pass away, little ones and adults. Grandmother used to put in the altar. We used to still do it. Um, if my grandpa likes a type of beer or likes a type of wine or something, you know, you will put it there for them. Grandma uh, used to love hot chocolate. So now we put hot chocolate mm. for her. My mom loves mm-hmm. all type of, um, you know, bread, pan de muertos, tamales, fruits. You put everything that they like, not not only what you cook, but what they used to like. Some, uh, you know, candy, um, all type of foods, whatever you name. Like if you like, I mean, anything, then you put it on the outdoor for them. 
Yeah. Um, after we pray the next day, we do we say the prayer again, and we all get together and eat the food that we cooked. So it is just you're having a celebration. You 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 loved ones are coming back. So you, it's the only two days that you're gonna have them to you know to be with them to celebrate with them. So that's why we always remember it- them. So it sounds like it's kind of like a big family dinner where you like actively are like inviting your ancestors and holding space for their spirit to be a part of the meal. And grandma used to put the candles too. We don't do it, but um, she used to put a candle behind the doors. And we always ask the grandma, grandma, why do you put candles behind the doors? And she said, those candles are for the ones who don't have anybody to remember. So all everyone is welcome. Since you have been in the U.S., I mean, it's been a while now. Do you do kind of the same tradition or what has changed um, in the way you sell? The only thing that I don't do is like, um, you know, cook. One year I did it. My dad was here. And he said, well, let's make it cook. The, the, the and I said, well, it's a little bit hard here, but we can make it. So what we did is like we have the, we got everything here. You know, we tried to do as much as we can. And then after that, we, um, yeah. We baked it. We baked on the oven. And it, it, it was good. And actually, it okay. came out really good. So we got the, the whole other right. we got the food, the candles, the flowers, everything. Mm-hmm. But what I do, I usually do here is just, just to put an altar with the flowers, a candle, and my loved ones, the pictures. And, that, and of course, I say a prayer and say a prayer rosary or something mm-hmm. for them. That will be the only thing. Yeah. Do you do some sort of meal without like the traditional tamal or do you, it's more the altar? It is more the altar, but I put some type of foods too. I put like mm-hmm. bread or I put, yeah. you know, hot chocolate. Things for, for me to, uh, yeah. to get, then I do it. That I yeah. Do that. So, yeah. yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just always, you want to keep the tradition because you don't want your, your kids to forget about you. <laughs> You done it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the way. Yeah. And then they can keep knowing your mother and your grandmother and and through that they can kind of get to know who they are exactly. more. Yes, yes. So it is it is more about remembering, you know, your family. You have a family, you have ancestors. So just keep honoring them. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not and marry that. And um in Zacatecas, my husband's, it's a little bit different. They don't, he said they don't put the altar. I believe they do, but maybe with his family, they don't. But they go to the uh, yeah. cemetery. So everything happens in mm-hmm. the cemetery. So they go to the the graves, the graveyard, and they do, um, mm-hmm. they clean the graveyard, they plant fresh flowers, they light the candles. They eat with them. They will sit there, and there's a lot of um, a lot of people goes and just have you know like having a picnic at the cemetery. Oh. So it is different each state, but you know we all have the same need. Yeah, like we need to celebrate our our loved ones who pass away. I think that this might be my new favorite holiday. I think I'm going to try to celebrate yes, it. Yes, and and you know like a lot of people I remember they were like. Oh, you don't know what you know what I don't know why you guys have all these skeletons and all these you know sugar skulls. Those are scary and you know. And I say, well, this is not about 
scary things. It's more about our tradition and it's more about the religion also. Because it comes with a lot of, this comes a lot with the religion also. So for us, death is not something to be afraid. Our families, they, they die and they will try to heal that way. We healing, remembering, honoring them. Yeah, you're healing by honoring that grief and not, you know, pretending it's not there that this like constant ritual gives you space to heal and bring your grief to the surface and and celebrate the lives. And like you said, like, yeah, there's a lot of skulls, but it's so colorful and vibrant. And I think what you've been saying throughout this conversation is like, it's about joy and celebrating these people versus like, mourning that they're not physically with you it's celebrating that their spirits with you during this time and always thank you so much for sharing with people about this special holiday and hopefully those listening maybe they're like threads of this that you can start to incorporate for dia de los muertos to honor your loved ones um i know i'm going to start doing it and laura if you want to make tamal <laughs> i would do that with you <laughs> okay, i'm a poor yeah we can make it we don't have to do it on the well uh it was a pleasure being here with you Holly. share a little bit of the other los muertos and if you have any i mean any chance to go during this time of the year to mexico and see it it is very very interesting it is I want to take a moment to give an extra big thank you to all of the members of the Dream Team. One of the intentions of this podcast is the spirit of Donna, which is giving from the heart. And that's what the Dream Team does. Members of the Dream Team support the podcast financially every month for as little as $3 a month. And your contributions make this podcast possible. And every month I use some of the proceeds from the Dream Team to support a community cause. If this podcast has been meaningful in your life in any way, if it's helped you, I invite you to join the Dream Team. And even if you can't contribute financially, you can make a big impact by sharing this podcast or an episode you love with a friend and by leaving a review and subscribing to this podcast on your favorite streaming platform.